0: Monday morning in Dallas, Texas. But whenever I'm podcasting with Skin Wade, every day is Saturday. Yeah. What's the best day of the week? So I got a weird.
1: Uh, my favorite day is Thursday. Okay, that is weird. Isn't that weird? <laughs> That's that is weird. Because it's it's a lot like you know you know what it's like. It's like when someone gets a high lottery pick. Okay. Because it's like it's it's not realized actual you know Ooh, what you where, have. It's the, it's the possibility. Is okay. What's the possibility of this weekend? Mm. What's the possibility of what's going to happen on Friday? What's going to happen? I know good stuff is coming, but I haven't really, you know, experienced the good stuff yet. So it's all just hopefulness and excitement. And, and let's face it, people mail it in hard at work on a Friday. <laughs> do, so that's do. not a real work day that yeah. you just kind of have to be there and you drink coffee and. And so anyway, so I'm a Thursday person, like
0: Thursday afternoon, Thursday afternoon is pretty
1: lit. But when you wake up Thursday morning, you go, man, good stuff is right around the corner. I can get up and and get it going. It's a really optimistic way to live your life, man. I try. Yeah. Sometimes I get real negative, but I try. I mean, it's I guess it's the balance of the force and baby Yoda and all that. I appreciate your optimism.
0: Thank you, bro. What's your favorite day. Oh, my favorite day of the week. Yeah, see, I think about this all the time because there's kind of this. Well, not all the time. I think about this all the time. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about uh, my favorite day. Yeah. Saturday <laughs> afternoon and evening is always fun, you know? Yeah. But then it's also like this this existential dread realizing that it's almost over. Right. Like Sunday to me, not a fan of Sundays right. at all. And so uh, I think like Friday, if you leave work early, Friday at like 1 o'clock is... Chef's kiss yeah. time. You know, you know that,
1: so you know, and I know you like these too, but I'm a, obviously a huge brewery person. You guys are in the same building as community. Yeah, we are. And so I was sitting there thinking, I might have a beer at the end of every workday if I was in the same building as community. Hey, it's
0: good. Now, unfortunately, I, I, I do really in- enjoy community beer, and the people over there are very nice. Um, but unfortunately, it seems like we only go over there whenever bad things happen. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> either, either after a bad thing has happened and we need a drink, or whenever... Something like Mike and I went there to watch the All Star voting uh, reveal last year. Uh-huh. We went there a couple times for stuff that I don't want to talk. About. I bet I know when you. I bet I know when you went there.
1: I bet you immediately went there after the first quarter on uh, Saturday yeah. night. About
0: one minute into the game, I was like, <laughs> "All right, and, we got to get out of here." And
1: Machine headed over to community. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was. We just spent the rest of the day there. Uh, he's skin. I'm Bobby. This is numbers on the boards <laughs> is presented by bed gear. Uh, speaking of the weekend, the weekend is a good time to catch up on your sleep, but today of course is not the weekend. Today's Monday morning. Up? And, uh, if you're anything like me, then you dominated in your fantasy football playoffs yesterday and all stayed right. up all night partying. Great. So thank God for Bedgear's quality pillows, because I slept like a baby last night and I'm feeling good to go. Now I do have a cup of coffee next to me skin, mm-hmm. but, uh, we, we got a bunch of food catered today. Why was that? I walked in and saw that. That It was happy belated birthday, Saint Marshall. It's her birthday. I believe it was yesterday or maybe the day before.
1: That's awesome. That's an energetic, positive birthday. Yeah, it is. So I'm sure a lot of people that have uh, that listen to the podcast have at least seen videos about her or read articles. She is genuinely the most positive, powerful person I've ever been around. Right. Because there's a lot of like there's people that work here in the office. They're incredibly positive people. But she's the most positive, powerful person. Mm -hmm. Like she can do pretty much anything she wants. She's baller on a baller level. Mm -hmm. uh, And she loved the challenge of working here and embraced this challenge. And I've told you this many times, like I feel like every time I walk in Mav's offices, I see something different and new that I didn't see before. And the way that you guys interact and all those things, it's 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 good vibes. But uh, she is genuinely just a good person to be around. She makes you happier when you see her.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. She uh, whenever she first started here, this is what? two years ago, One a year, year and ago? a half,
1: how was- It was springtime, wasn't it? Yeah, of 18.
0: Yeah. yeah, so about a year and a half, almost two years ago. Uh, she met with every single employee here one-on-one. And now she chose a good time to do it because since then we've hired about a hundred new people. (laughs) So that would be a lot of meetings. It's a lot of work. But, uh, yeah. Uh, it's one thing to see someone who like runs a business or whatever, speak to their employees in front of the whole company, because then it's like, yeah, you could just put on a face. Then whenever you talk to someone one-on-one, you really get to know them. And it's like, yeah, that's not a bit like that's really just how she is.
1: When I was at, uh, my old radio station at the time we were owned by CBS, CBS wanted to do this symposium in Dallas about uh, powerful women. Mm-hmm. And so there was a, a sales lady that over there at CBS I really liked. Her name was Karen Vickery. I miss working with her. She's an awesome person. But she was like, hey, tell me more about Scent. And I was like, why? And she said, we got this symposium. I go, dude, you guys just need to have her come speak. So I hooked her up with Aaron Feingold, who works over here. And, and then Aaron set it all up. And then it, I forgot about it. And then the symposium happened, and then the next day, Karen came back to me, and she was just like walking on sunshine, right? Mm-hmm. She was levitating to work. She goes, oh, my God, that was the most amazing thing. And she goes, we, we, we're trying to get sent every single, we want to have her every year oh, wow. now. Because it just it changed the room. Mm-hmm. It transformed the room, and that's what you want from yep. public speakers. Hey, if
0: you're running an event and you need a keynote, hit up sent. If you're incredible. getting married and you need a, a, what do you call it? A the, pastor, a um, preacher. A, the The person person. Uh, um uh, the minister I don't know, the minister. Yeah,
1: I think it depends on the religion.
0: Yeah. Right. The but there's like a legal term for that. The, I'm I'm certified to do that actually. What? I've performed a marriage ceremony. No, you have yeah I have. I You're have You're kidding me. Yeah. That's not even that's not even a flex. Is it like an online thing or what how uh, did you become this person? Well so my story was probably different than other people's journeys. It was New Year's Eve, the year that sixteen became seventeen. Okay I believe. Yep. And um I just went online at, like, 1 a.m. and uh, Was this a drunken challenge? Or? Uh, it wasn't a challenge. It was more of, like, a conversation because my buddy was going to get married, and they were like, yeah, if you get licensed, then we'll let you do it. And I was like, okay. God, that's and great. So, yeah, I think I paid someone, like, $10, and I became a licensed I don't see, that's how, that's how good I am. I don't even know what I am. I don't <laughs> even they, know what it's called.
1: Did they get you to do this because you knew all the marriage rating stats or something? Oh, yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. You'd, you'd been crunching the numbers. Yeah, <laughs> man,
0: I, I know the secret <laughs> to a good marriage, but, uh, but yeah, and hey, it worked because you have to, as the person that performs the service... You have to sign uh the the marriage license or whatever and get it okay. approved by the state or by the federal whatever yeah, because like federal whatever yeah, yeah, you know see yeah. i'm i know I know a lot about this, so uh but I put my signature down and wrote my name, and they approved it I mean I think the marriage is legitimate you might just be a notary uh, no no no, no, I'm okay. definitely uh, the uh, you're a priest i'm the i don't know. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, kids. So if you want to get
1: married, you can have Bobby yeah. I mean, they
0: certainly get taxed like they're married and they act like they're married with each other. All right, I tell you so. what,
1: let's do a, let's do a package deal. Let's do a numbers on the board wedding package deal. If you allow Bob to blissfully wed you, okay. I will happily if you don't have one already, I'll happily be the little ring boy that okay. walks up with the ring on the and pillow. And the
0: DJ at the reception, sure. Can that if you be need part that. of the package deal as well?
1: Yeah, we'll we'll bump the price up for that. But if you okay. if you want numbers on the board, yeah. dude, I kind of like this idea. Uh, this is a, this is a pretty good idea. Numbers on the boards. If you want us to be your
0: one stop shop for getting married, we will do it. Yeah, I'm I'm picking up what you're putting down. So uh, hit us up at Skin Wade. Yeah, uh, not not me because I'm I'm too busy with all my marriages. Yeah, you're uh, you're swamped. The marriages that I'm performing, not yes. all the marriages that I, I I'm a part of um yeah that that's a that's a true story God, I'm i love a licensed, that about you i don't know what it's called but so I, is
1: the couple happy let me google it
0: uh yeah
1: good oh no no they are, they are. Doesn't, i don't think you're saying that with conviction they're
0: very happy man it doesn't sound like i it. will say um can you perform a divorce too <laughs> oh my right. god A marriage efficient <laughs> A solemnizer A celebrant Or a vow master I like vow master Vow master's dope That's from Wikipedia Is there so an owl, Is there a At vow master On Twitter <laughs> Oh I might need To change my handle <laughs> Either that vow, just... I'm afraid of What is gonna pop up Whenever I type this in Vow master No there's not Alright Claim it homie There's no re- Are you serious Okay Dude I'm, At vow master We'll be back In five minutes <laughs> Okay, we're back, and I am now at Valmaster on Twitter. So don't follow me at Bobby Carolla anymore. Uh, da, da, da. They're having a very happy marriage. I'm happy to report, and also I will say they're doing better since five minutes ago. Yeah, way right. better. I just I did did some polling. Yep. Uh, and also, it was the best wedding I've ever performed. Okay. I, I don't want to brag. Oh, so that was a peak but moment of all of the wedding that I've done. It yeah. was the best. Now it was also the worst. Oh, but that's uh, the problem doing one. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was, but I'm I'm looking for more experience. So Great, if you're out there one, uh, Okay, so happy birthday, sent. Uh, anyway, back to this cup of coffee. I filled it up. And it was not the. It was like in a like a, a box kind of yep. thing, like yep. a c- catered coffee. Mm-hmm. It wasn't labeled whether it was decaf or regular. But okay. judging by the speed at which I'm talking, I think there's caffeine. Definitely caffeine. Yeah, I think it's pretty bold. So uh, that's a, this is a good time now that I'm all hyped up and like basically coked out. It's time to talk some basketball. Let's go. Um, you alluded to it the other night. The first minute of Mavs versus Heat was probably the worst minute of basketball we've ever seen in, was, the, in the history When's the last of our,
1: time that you had an experience like that in that arena? And by that, I mean we're collectively the whole place just... I... Est okay. themselves.
0: Now, this is a different degree of situation. Uh-huh. Um, but I was at the game in 2003 whenever Dirk went down against the Spurs. Okay. But in the, mo- I mean, in the moment, it was kind of different because he just sort of fell down, and I mean, it, it looked like it was going to be pretty bad. Yeah, but it was also it was the playoffs. I don't know right. that to me felt different because of, uh, it's it's the Western Conference Finals, right? You know, and this was just you know you could see based on the replay that it was a pretty nasty sprain. But I mean, it's been a long time. It's and been I, a it's long not time. Not only not only that it's Luca who's revered who had a pretty nasty-looking injury, Mm -hmm. but also, like, first minute of the game, they're playing great. Yes. We're coming off the most fun game that we've seen. And and then also he walks through the escape lane and falls to the ground in the crowd. Right. That, I think, added another layer of, oh, my God.
1: And also knowing the stretch you're going through. It's the toughest stretch you're going to have all year long. Yeah. Now, the other thing is, and this is probably just another way – in which we were so lucky to have Dirk, but I've sort of been conditioned by Dirk to go, oh, he turned his ankle, we'll see him in the second quarter. Yep. When clearly that's not normal, mm. and that was also the uh, the result of Dirk having twisted his ankle a jillion times. Um, which so- is part of the
0: reason that his career kind of ended <laughs> on this weird note, because
1: he had all those bone spurs. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I was sitting there thinking ah, you know, and, and Harp even said it on the air. Oh, I guarantee Luke is going to try to come back. Uh, but I so it's a bad time for it to happen. I don't think it's going to be a long term thing. Uh, you know, we're all playing doctor here, but there was definitely a feeling of guarded optimism. After the game, and and you know uh, Lucas stayed back, and I think Casey stayed back with him as the team went to Milwaukee, which you'll see the game tonight on Fox Sports Southwest. But uh,
0: is that seven thirty or seven? Uh, game? I think, I think it's
1: I, I think it's seven thirty, or is, is it, it a different time? I'm looking on my
0: I phone right now. I don't know. I really should know this stuff. My bad. for the Oh, you're right. It's
1: uh, six thirty pregame, seven o'clock. Tip. Seven o'clock. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I thought Milwaukee was one of those cities. Yeah. I'm glad you uh, glad you're on that. Yeah.
1: But. Um, but I, I think it could have been way worse. It looked
0: ugly.
1: Mm. God, I hate that we and we have to do it. But we kept reshowing it on the broadcast, and I was mm. like, man, I gotta look away because yeah. I, I get squeamish on that stuff.
0: I don't get squeamish, but it's just—I I mean, you know—I don't want to seen run. it once. Do you really? Need, I mean, do you really? But people, but
1: uh, from a broadcast standpoint, people tune in all the time. Yeah, exactly. So we have exactly. to do that. Yeah. You know, it's not—it's not like this. Uh, a sort of, hey, we want you to watch this painful injury. It's, hey, people are tuning in and out of the game. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's not for the spectacle of it. Or I like, can't
1: tell you how many. So what I do, I, I do try to check Twitter during commercial breaks. And I can't tell you how many times I'll look down Twitter and someone will be like, hey, where's Luca? Or, hey, what what's the deal? You know, yep. it's like, okay.
0: Why didn't Rick put Luca back in the game?
1: <laughs> right, right. What's wrong with Rick? What a jerk. Yeah. So, uh, so we have to constantly update people on what has happened.
0: Yeah, now I will say uh, I'm happy that the situation turned out. The way it did, where, I mean, by all reports, he could be back. This is Brad Townsend the other day. Said that he could be back, like, right after Christmas. Of course, mm-hmm. the Mavs play the Spurs on the 26th, so maybe I'm, that's I'm, that's I'm per- after Christmas. But I'm, I'm personally a- not ruling
1: out Toronto and Philly. Oh, wow. Now, Philly is before Toronto. That's Friday night. That's and the Philly, 20th, yeah. yeah. Toronto's Sunday, Sunday. at 1 p.m. I'm not ruling that out. They're not going to rush him back. hmm but, uh, you know, I think it's unlikely he plays against Boston. We'll see. Mm. But, uh, you know, that's going to be five days. Yeah, I days. mean, for Rick to
0: say, there's not going to be another update until Wednesday night, and Wednesday night is the game. Right. So, either the update is he's back or he's not playing. Right. You know.
1: Uh, but I do think he'll very likely go on that trip. Mm. I would guess. So, uh, so, anyways, uh, all That'd in all, if if your best player gets hurt and he's out a week, mm. you can live with that.
0: Yeah, it's not too bad. Um but uh, there were a lot of amateur people with their lab coats on that were saying, you know, this this is going to be six to eight weeks, right? Just why? I mean, this is the Jimmy Jackson injury. Yeah, it was so dumb. It's so dumb. Just you don't have to even, you you don't got to say anything, right? All these man, that we don't one. Know. There was this one dude. He uh, I forget his at, but he like at Valmaster at Valmaster. Yeah, absolute tool. But no, there's this guy who. He he's got a, a check mark, and he's he's like a used to work as a doctor, but doesn't anymore or something. Is it Doctor Chow? Maybe uh, he used to be the San Diego Chargers. Yeah, yeah I think it's that guy. Okay, boy, uh, he
1: will throw out a wrong. I mean, we've oh had my god, the, we've had him on the Ben and Skin show. He will throw out a quick snap analysis. Oh my god, yeah.
0: I mean, he did like a full breakdown like two minutes after it happened. Yeah, and then followed it up with looks pretty bad, but won't he won't miss the rest of the season. And I'm like, no S, you (laughs) moron. He sprained his ankle. (laughs) (laughs) This is not career ending. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so whenever... But like, I can understand why there's a lot of fans that were like freaking out about this because if you check your phone and you have people who whatever their opinion you respect or who like seem to have the credentials saying, man, this could be a high ankle sprain. This could be six to eight weeks. This is typically how long players miss. He won't miss the season, but it's a, yeah. it's a serious injury. Then if your it, heart's going to fall down to your toes. Yeah, it's painful. Let me just say this, uh, because of the business
1: we're in, we meet a lot of people that work in the medical profession and especially sports medicine, right? Mm. I've never talked to a person in sports medicine that the first thing out of their mouth is always, well, I didn't look at him mm. like, I you're asking me a question. I didn't look at this. Yeah, many
0: times you see like a screenshot right. of a play.
1: Right. It's like I, I don't I didn't I wasn't there. I haven't looked at x rays, you know, and I haven't so you're just asking me my opinion on something I'm not involved in. Having said that, a lot of times this happens or this happens or this happens, but don't apply that to this on my opinion, because I haven't looked at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the idea that someone is in a different state on Twitter because uh, they saw a replay on television is like, dude, you're building your Twitter followers. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. To now, I it. know
0: everybody wants to know everything right away. We don't have time to wait for a day. But, like, if you would have just tuned out the injury that night and then paid attention the next day, then your your perception of it would have been shifted dramatically. Because by the next morning, it was even by that night, late at night, like 11 or 12, it was like, yeah, he's probably going to miss like a couple weeks. Yeah. Not a big deal. Right. I mean, that that's
1: – you know, my uh, my favorite thing, too, is <clears throat> talking to a couple people. They're like, I saw him walk out of the x-ray room, and he looked better than when he walked in. Mm. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I heard that, that's, too. You know, that's where they're like, all right, that's good. And uh, it's probably because they took the x-ray and said, hey, the x-rays are negative. Hey, I think I can walk a little yeah, bit actually, better Yeah, actually, you know, I, my ankle doesn't even hurt that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it doesn't, doesn't even hurt be better. better.
0: Uh, yeah, so get well soon, Luca. Love you. Um, in the in the wake of his injury, it, it felt like a, someone... As uh, Steve Carell or Michael Scott, I guess. Yes, I mean, from the office. Uh, someone is just whacking you in the balls with a frozen frozen <laughs> sledgehammer. The Heat go up 24 <laughs> points just right away. Uh-huh. Uh, it's 73 to 50 at the half because we got Kendrick Nunn out here shooting 10 for 10 on threes. And it feels like the world is going to end and it's going to be a long 2 to 12 weeks while we're waiting for Luka to come back. Uh, of course, the Mavs go Super Saiyan in the second half, come back, take the lead, uh, gave the lead back, yep. and then f- eventually fell to the Miami last two-minute reports, 121-118 in overtime, or 122-118, to because there was a review with .1 seconds left, Skin. Yeah. That game never... its That game is still going on. That is, yeah. There was a lot of reviews, There were a baby. lot of reviews. How would you... Like, I'm, I don't want to complain about anything, because yeah. who even cares, but like... Grade the watchability of that overtime period. To me, it was not very fun to watch. Okay,
1: <laughs> you know, that's interesting uh, because my situation's a little different. So what happens is at the end of games, I've got to find time to leave the broadcast and go and stand underneath the basket so that if we win, you I do a walk-off interview. Mm-hmm. And so then at that point, I'm engaging with things a little differently because I have a little earpiece in my ear and all the sound of the arena so it's kind of chaotic and i love chatting with mav fans always love it it's very interesting though when i have an earpiece in and then people start asking me questions you know there's just my final couple minutes of a game is usually very chaotic Mm -hmm. and then if it's going to be an overtime game i'll then go back and then broadcast and come back so there was a lot going on and so my engagement is a little bit different than I think mm. someone who's just watching and, and observing or whatever. So I hadn't even considered that question because it just doesn't impact me like that because I've got so many different mm. things that are going on that I have to contend with.
0: Yeah. So. There were a, not a lot of points scored in overtime. No. Nope. There might seriously have been more reviews than there were points.
1: Was it? Was, so we had a Jalen Brunson three. How many points did the Mavs score in overtime?
0: Uh, I mean, I would need to look like five I, or maybe, seven or yeah, four or five. Yeah. I and mean, it was, it was not, let me, uh, let me look. It's very frustrating to get Jimmy Butler
1: to miss two free throws and not get the rebound. Oh yeah. By it the is, way, it is very frustrating. Bam out of bio. He's a beast. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah. He is so fun to watch and you know what it's like, man. He's sort of, I don't know. I'm sure he's not quite as long. He's sort of built like Serge Ibaka. But it's like if Serge Baca had wicked handles, Mm. he made a pass in transition that was astonishing. Like, he was up top. And we always talk about how difficult it is to make interior passes from the top because Mm. you don't have a good angle. Off the dribble, he fired it to a guy. I can't remember if it was Nunn or whoever it was, cutting the baseline in transition and fired it between people off the dribble. I was like, that guy is awesome awesome that's
0: a perfect example of why it is so game-breaking to have a center with skill yes who can make now there are like five guys who can make that pass right at that size it's he he brings the ball up the floor for them i mean that is so empowering to your offense
1: yeah because i don't know that i would go okay none is a quote-unquote point guard he's got some point guard skills um But this is what you want. You want multiple playmakers at multiple positions. Mm. And it doesn't even matter that the guy can't really shoot that well from the outside. It doesn't matter. Mm. It's like he really is kind of a bigger Draymond Green in some regards. Mm. He's putting up stats like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's averaging, I think, 15, 11, and 6. Yeah. And he
1: had a triple-double against us, didn't he? Yeah, two triple-doubles
0: in a row for him now, I think. Boy, Uh, that's impressive. As a center.
1: I have – look, I know we all are supposed to hate the Heat, Mm. uh, but I have an incredible – I I hold Eric Spolster in very high regard. I hold their player development in very high regard. The way they utilize the G League very much impresses me. Mm. The way that they are back at the top of the Eastern Conference. And they never tanked everybody. How about that? (laughs) Guess what? When you don't try to suck, then the players you're developing – Oh, what a shock! They know how to play. They and get they know good. To, wow! So, they, so not teaching the guys how to suck was actually good for their development. Mm. What a surprise! Yeah. Oh, Pat Riley's involved. <laughs> oh, he's not about losing, so his teams don't lose. Yeah. Like, don't introduce the idea of losing as part of your culture. What a novel idea! Mm. What a shock!
0: Your soapbox. You're st- sorry, You're man. still on it.
1: You're still on it. You know, it was an incredible moment, dude. Yeah. As someone who grew up on '80s basketball. What an incredible moment was I was standing there when Pat Riley walked up to just love all over Derek Harper. Oh nice. It was and, and, and we were getting ready to come back in there. We were just waiting, like, man, we're just gonna wait till this is over. Mm. Cause it was just cause man, it's really there's there's a few people in sports where they just project such greatness by just standing there. You're kind of in awe of their greatness. Not like I'm intimidated by him or anything, but I'm just standing there going, God, that guy has done it all. And I think he is in his 70s, and he looks like a freaking mob boss. Like, he is so pimped out looking mm. and just so baller. And he looks amazing still, and he looks healthy, and he looks like he can go kick somebody's ass. And he just <laughs> he just projects. Every step he takes, a little bit of excellence falls out of his pocket. Yeah. Because he's just got too much of it.
0: The the bag of rings trick, I think, is <laughs> That's like... Great. If... of the people in the world did that to me I would think they're corny as hell I'd be like get out of here dude explain that so basically you have all these teams trying to make these extravagant free agent pitches to the LeBrons of the world like to the top 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 dogs right Right. you give them like a three hour presentation on here's what plays we're going to run here's you on a billboard here's what we're going to win 75 championships and you know you're going to be on a mural downtown and everything and Pat Riley just walks in Uh, you know I don't need any of that stuff here Uh, and he just drops a bag of 15 championships championship rings that he won as a player and executive and as a coach and he's like like you want one right you know like let's add one to it like this is what I've done you come play with me do you know know what he was doing when he started coaching uh I have no idea was he he, was he beating up the players he
1: he was on the Laker broadcast (laughs) really so uh if I remember the timeline the timeline might be a little different but the old coach was Jerry Westhead and him and Magic were buttonheads, yeah. And so they replaced him with Pat Riley, and Jerry West was running the Lakers. And so it's like, well, Jerry, you go coaching. He goes, I'm not coaching this team. Pat Riley's coaching this team. He pulled Pat Riley from the broadcast booth and just made him
0: head coach. Made him head coach, dude. And he turned and, into an all time legend.
1: And, and now that I brought that up, that's another thing. Jerry West is excellence personified. Oh, yeah. If Jerry West is in your organization, your organization is winning. Mm-hmm. Do you know the Hubie Brown story? Hubie uh, Brown had know. been out of coaching since the 80s. Oh, and then he pulled him back
0: to coach the He Grizzlies. pulled him
1: out of broadcasting and and had him coach the Memphis Grizzlies to change. that They had never won. They don't know how to win. Mm. So, okay, I'm going to bring basketball excellence in here, and we're going to change our culture. And that's what he did. Culture matters so much are you angling for the Knicks head coaching job? Because I think I need you this work job. in broadcasting. Yeah, I need that, yeah. Pull me out of broadcasting and let yeah. me. I can get Dennis Smith Jr. fixed.
0: Trust you me, you have get... a bag of ring that you <laughs> no, can I just dropped down? <laughs>
1: I have a ring that I got because I was on a broadcast.
0: You're in the Berkiner Hall of Fame. I'm in the Burkner Hall of Fame. You were excellent, but uh, but
1: I hope I hope that uh, because I don't you you were too young to watch the Knicks Rockets finals in the early 90s, oh, yeah. Right? And I was three or four, dude. So game seven. That's at Houston, I believe. Starks goes like one for seventeen or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Harper is balling. Derek Harper was incredible in Game Seven, and they almost they should have won the finals. And if they had, I think he would have been MVP because of his Game Seven because everybody else sucked. Mm-hmm. But Derek Harper is a baller. And Pat Riley loves Derek Harper, and so to see the man who has the bag of rings, like I got to go over here and love on this man, mm. is really special. Yeah, uh, because you know, Hart means a lot to the Mavericks organization and, and fans. I just, I know we have a lot of younger fans that probably don't realize the excellence that Derek Harper exudes when he was a player. It's just he's unbelievable. One of
0: three players to have his jersey in the rafters. It's great. The threshold for that is very high, by the way. Yeah, man. I mean, he's the only guy that's been retired what in twenty years. Yeah. I That's think true. Roe, yeah, since they moved to this arena, he's the yeah. only one. Right. Which is pretty incredible.
1: Yeah, because Roe was retired at...
0: It was at Union. reunion, I think. Okay, yeah. yeah. It was back in the day. I mean, it, maybe, it was, but it was like in the early years of... Yeah. Either way. Um, yeah, I also don't think that we'd need to hate the Heat anymore. I'm, Do we is what? That, is that kind of over? What? Hating the Heat? I mean... Yeah, you it, know, Pat maybe... Pat Riley and Eric... Pat Riley's really the only vestige of 06 left, and right. Spolster didn't beat him in 2011, so it's like... Yeah. I think we can move on. Yeah. they got some likable players. I didn't
1: realize this. We were talking about – on the pregame show, we were talking about uh, the their culture of player development with mm. the Heat. And I was talking about how Eric Spolstra was basically Dwayne Wade's player development coach when he mm. first got in the league, mm. which is one of the reasons why when the Heatles formed, they kept Eric Spolstra, right? Because Dwayne Wade was able to vouch for Spolstra mm. and go, hey, trust me, he's the guy. Well, as I, we're talking about this on the pregame show, SED goes, "Man, when I was at the Heat, he was the video guy." So SED had personal experience yeah. with Spolster from when SED was a player. Yeah, I mean that's I I do love when someone's been in an organization forever and and is is ascends to that. That's what Riley did
0: with the Lakers. Yep, you know from broadcasting. To- I think
1: Pat Riley was a a, a, a I mean a, a not often used bench player. On that incredible
0: Laker team that had Wilt and Jerry Wet I think he was. As Phil Jackson was with the Knicks at the same the time.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I think, I think Pat Riley came off the bench for that team.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was kind of a, a guy. He's just a guy. Yeah. He was back, a great college player at Kentucky, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was on a national champion, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so unfortunately the Mavs lose. They're now 2-94 skin all time when trailing by at least 20 points at halftime. Wow. Uh, but they nearly came back from 24 points twice in the same week. That would have been incredible. That would have been of incredible. Of course, against the Kings, came down to the last possession. Against the Heat, you have a four-point lead with a minute left. Uh, neither of those games work for you. I think the, the lesson that we learn is don't fall behind by 20 points in the first half. Yeah, I think that's a good lesson. Are the Mavericks six it, or eight and six at home? Uh you're really bringing my mood down Sorry, with dog. that question but they yeah they're 8 and 6 at home they're 9 and 2 on the road Holy So that's cow. what I was going to say that's very Minnesota Timberwolves like of them So what it I was
1: going to say was for the Mavericks I think Minnesota's
0: has, 3 and 9 at home
1: Yeah dude shocking Dude they lost at home to the Grizzlies and the Grizzlies did not have Ja Morant in that game Dude yeah They've lost 7 in a row Yeah yeah, I think the last time I looked they were 10 and 10 and 15. What are the Grizzlies right now? Yeah, you know the Kings. I mean the
0: uh, the the Timberwolves. Timberwolves are 10 and 15. Yeah. Uh and they started 3 and 0. So since then they're 7 and 15. You know the Kings and the Thunder are in the playoffs right now. The Suns, T-Wolves, Spurs, Blazers all out. The Kings have been incredibly impressive to me. Yeah. What they've done without Fox, without yes. Bagley, especially yes. without Fox. Yeah. Bagley's been out like the whole year. Right. He without, played in the first Fox game. Fox is like yeah insane to me.
1: Um yeah, that that's been very impressive. And we we talked about this. I was like, look, I'm not going to sit here and say the Thunder are going to make the playoffs, but you go ahead and write off Chris Paul and Stephen Adams and Gallinari
0: And shake you do that. I'm not willing to do that Yeah, we talked about that last time. But if if you're paying attention on Twitter or watching that Woj and and Zach Lowe show yesterday, I mean, it's trade season now. That started yesterday. Because of December 15th, you can trade players that you've signed. Yeah, and so we'll see. But, I mean, the Thunder are kind of a proud organization. I think if if you find yourself – now, of course, they're one and a half games ahead of 12th. So, I mean, things can change pretty quickly. But – Uh, If you find yourself in seventh or eighth, and it's February, do you have the cojones to basically do what the Mavs did last year, which is they were five hundred essentially, and they traded their entire starting lineup? If you (laughs) haven't had time to listen
1: to it yet, you you know what a huge fan I am of Sam Presti. Mm -hmm. Like I adore the guy. Yeah. If you have a chance, listen to the podcast he did with Woj a couple weeks ago. Okay. They did it back at Emory College where he went, Mm -hmm. so it's like a live ESPN podcast or whatever. Um. But his, the way he breaks down, um, the running a team and the things that are important about running a team, and you know they didn't. Need, he doesn't say this, but you can read between lines. They didn't need or want Chris Paul. Mm. He made that trade to honor what Russell Westbrook did for the franchise. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And he said that that's one of his most fulfilling personnel moves mm. because he was. He was true to those players. He was tr- He didn't. He wanted Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant wanted something else, but he was always true to Durant. You know, he was true to those guys. And I just respect that so much, especially when you have a team that's a part of a small community. And obviously he learned that working in San Antonio, the import of that. Yeah. Um, but just the change – he's like, you know, there's been three different CBAs since I started as a GM. It's a completely different league. Mm. His thoughts on why ratings are down are amazing. I highly, highly recommend that. I could just listen to that guy talk all day because I think he's. I love the way he views the world, and especially the way he views basketball. It's great listening.
0: Yeah, and it would be easy too, based on the whole way the the Harden trade shook out for them and stuff, for him to just like despise ownership or really have like a, a deep, kind of seated. Uh, issue with okay. people that run that organization and also too i mean kind of victim of circumstance had that same exact situation presented itself a couple years later they could have kept all three easily because the salary cap exploded absolutely there's no way of knowing that that's going to happen yep. and let
1: me say this it's real easy in hindsight to crush for one thing they did get steven adams and they did replace offensive pro- they were trying to win a championship mm. they replaced offensive production remember they brought kevin martin off the bench yeah and he gave you points off the bench. So, it's not, look, James Harden's an MVP caliber player, but I'd like to take everyone back to what I heard Rick Carlisle say in a pregame presser when asked about that. They were they asked him. This is before James Harden exploded and was a point guard and all this. Mm. They said, hey, are the, the Thunder easier to defend now that Harden's gone? And he said, I would say the contrary, because now two better players have the ball more. Oh, wow. And so it's it's this idea of how many just guys that need the ball all the time are you going to have? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's part of your team building and your strategy, especially when you have owners that aren't going to let you go into the luxury tax. Mm. And they did. They decided we have two ball dominant guys. We need to keep Serge Ibaka for defense and floor spacing to play off of those guys. Mm. So it's real easy in hindsight to kill them, but dude. Your owners are telling you we're not going to go into the luxury tax. So, what are you going to do? Yeah. Let James and Harden leave in free agency? It's
0: also looking more and more absurd now, too, because at the time, teams were still playing big. And so, keeping Adams, or, well, keeping Abaca and then acquiring Adams, Adams was, yeah. like, not an outrageous thing to do. It was actually, I mean, it was kind of smart because, like, okay. this is a year after Dirk dominated your team and kicked yes. you out of the playoffs. And you lost to the Heat, who had Chris Bosch playing power forward. I mean, this was. It's a different era. It's a right? different You're era. You're not but, making that decision now.
1: But also, dude, go back to Golden State being down 3 1 to that big body. Yeah, that's the true. Warriors, I mean, the the Thunder beat them up physically. That's true. They absolutely, and there's a basic. Was a Baca still on that team? Uh, yeah, had he, had he, I think he I was. I think he was, yeah. I think that was the next year
0: that they traded. The, him. Basically,
1: Clay Thompson had one game where he went bonkers and saved their season. Game six, Clay. Yeah. yeah. So. I watched that game in Little Rock, Arkansas. Did you really? Yeah. But but my whole point is, while everyone was zigging, the Warriors were still zagging, and they should have won a
0: championship. Yeah, yeah, they should have. No, for sure. They they came close, man. So and They, much they of, came close in 2012. I'm, came, not, I'm
1: not trying to break everybody's heart, but so much of what happened with the Thunder reminds me of what happened with the Texas Rangers. Sorry. Let's move on. What yeah, else? Yeah, let's move in on. All
0: right. Uh, so we got a few minutes left here. Uh, you got some stuff going on. And the Mavs, of course, have a game tonight. That is at Milwaukee, like you said, 7 p.m., Fox Sports Southwest. Tune in at 6.30 for Skins uh, pregame coverage. You're on pregame Oh, tonight? no, I'm not
1: doing it. Uh, they replaced me with
0: Jet, which You're I You're not t- – d- only okay. Jason Terry, that's it. It's okay. I, that's, I'm not watching. I
1: will gladly step aside whenever Jet is – so Jet and I flipped games. Jet was supposed to do the Mexico City game, and he had a thing come up. So I did the Mexico City uh, okay. game, and he's doing okay. tonight.
0: Well, that's that's acceptable. Are, yes. If you're okay with it, I'm okay with it.
1: I've often said I will one day be replaced by somebody like Jet, and I will be perfectly okay with all of that oh, because they're never going to hang
0: my jersey in the rafters because I didn't wear one. Yeah, the Luca to your Dirk, Jason. Uh, Jason ab- yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so in this post Luca world, for at least the next couple weeks, maybe if not sooner or perhaps longer, but mm-hmm. no one really knows because it doesn't. We don't know anything. The Mavs have a very tough four-game schedule coming up, Skin. You and I have talked about this for a very long time. Bucks tonight, Celtics on Wednesday. The Celtics, by the way, will have been off since last Thursday. Are you serious? Yeah. What a weird schedule. They played on the 12th. They don't play again until the 18th. Five days off in the middle of an NBA season. Wow.
1: So I saw the uh, Charlotte game they lost? No, no, no. That wasn't Charlotte. What game did I watch them lose?
0: Uh, well, they've lost seven games. It was so a week It could have been ago. the Philly game. The Philly game on Thursday, perhaps? No, well, they've lost a... two in a row. What, so was this? what
1: was the game before that? They lost to Philly. They lost at Indiana. Oh, it was the Indiana game.
0: I saw the end of that. Oh, yeah? Yes. Um Did they look beatable? Yeah, they looked beatable. That's a hot take. Bulletin board material. They
1: looked beatable if we have our full squad. Yeah. yeah. No, but didn't you get a lot of encouragement the Other night out of yeah, what no, you I saw. did. I mean,
0: th- those guys are those proud players,
1: they're proud players, but also, like, look, we lean very heavily on Luca, but there's there's some playmaking. Mm. I'm ready to watch, and it'd obviously be better if DeLon was 100% healthy, mm. which I don't think he is. He only played what six minutes the other night, yeah, uh, but shaky minutes. This is exactly why it's amazing to still have JJ on this team, and Jalen is rounding back into form, mm. uh, so. You know, you lose your MVP, it sucks, but they still have a good squad. They just – they're in the toughest part of their schedule. Yeah. So, you have to temper your expectations a little bit. But I don't think this is like a crater thing. Even though the caliber of competition they've got coming up is super, super good, I expect these to all be competitive games that the Mavericks are in. I absolutely expect yeah, that.
0: no, for sure, for sure. I mean – Lean on their – lean win? on your defense too. Yeah, are Are they going to win the second half by 25 points in all these games? Probably not. But no. Uh, I mean, they have guys that can shoot. Tim Hardaway has gone Nova the last Bonkers. couple of games. He's, yeah. been, he's been playing great. KP is doing more stuff around the basket. Uh, a lot of putback dunks. A lot of he had, he had four dunks in the days. first half. You know yeah. what
1: my favorite thing is hmm. that the Mavericks run a quarter or half-ending play to get Porzingis oh, a forty-five 40 foot, 40. foot shot. Awesome. They've done that three times now, and he's made two of them. Yeah. yeah, I love that they do that. Yeah, if you want to think about how the NBA has changed, they are running plays to get a guy about a forty-footer. Mm. And he's seven foot three. And he's seven foot three. I love that. Yeah, it's. Awesome. And, dude, they're and the shots look good. I yes. mean, it's
0: like a, it's not like a heave. He's like just shooting. He's his catching form. and shooting. Yeah.
1: They're setting that up
0: to suck in the defense for a kick out for a forty footer. Yeah. And I love it. It's incredible. Uh, so kind of a, a, as is the case always. Mavs in 2011 for example if your best player goes down you're looking for other players to step up there's like a domino effect so it could be Jalen Brunson who starts at point guard well how's he going to play KP is going to get more shots how he's how is he going to play right Tim Hardaway will probably have the ball in his hands more what is he going to do uh Dwight Powell, who runs pick and roll with Luca very well, with JJ Berea very well, maybe not Jalen Brunson as well. How does that relationship uh kind of play out a little bit? You know, these are these are interesting things to watch.
1: There's so they're not checking for my opinion on this. I would alter my rotation, whether it's starting Maxi or pulling Dwight quicker instead of having Porzingis go to the bench, have Dwight go to the bench quicker so that when JJ comes in,
0: he's in with Dwight. We did see that against Milwaukee. Yeah. KP played the first, I think, 11 minutes of that game as as Dwight exited for Maxie to come back in.
1: And I and I think that makes sense for your offense to have JJ out there with Dwight.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And against Milwaukee, too. I mean, sp- on, just on a matchup standpoint, um, they have, what, Brooke Lopez, uh-huh. and their starting power forward is Giannis. Yeah. And then it's Wes, Chris Middleton. I mean, you don't really need two traditional big guys. Right. I mean, that's against Giannis, like, Maxi and Dorian. And yeah, Maxi's good, too. On the I way. don't know if you want KP guarding Giannis, but you want KP around the rim. Let's face need, it, there only we, we,
1: the only guy that can half cover Giannis is Anthony Davis.
0: Yeah, but I'm saying personnel-wise, I mean, if you were to make a list, if you were to power rank the players on this team uh, for best Maxi stopper or best Giannis stoppers, it's probably and be Dorian. Dorian and Maxi would be yeah. one and two, and then Ryan Brokoff would be third, Boban fourth. Yeah, right? Ryan. Yeah. J.J. Barea fifth. Fifth. Probably. Okay. Uh, maybe sixth, Yep, but fifth. I think that will makes a lot of sense. Yeah, probably. behind Brunson. Um, so that's kind of the – and look, Milwaukee's won 18 games in a row. This is going to be a tough game tonight. This is but, the game they lose, dude. Yeah, but They're um, going to let their guard down. Oh, wow, you're calling I'm it. I'm calling it. Holy crap. I mean, hey, if you shoot like you did in the second half, and frankly defend too, I mean Miami went into this like – Prevent offense, just Jimmy Butler, ISO fest for the last like 10 minutes of that game, and it really didn't work.
1: That's what Butler likes. Yeah. That's no, it why, is. It's why it, it is. That's why, why Philadelphia didn't work out.
0: And yeah, and I mean, the Kings went ISO with Harrison Barnes for a lot of the fourth quarter, and that didn't work. Mm-hmm. Now, the Bucks, they're basically their entire offense is give the ball to Giannis and do stuff. It's right. not always ISO. It's pick and roll and stuff. But I mean, Spread. if you show the Mavs that you're going to play through one guy, they'll load up and stop that guy. Yeah. Or at least, like, make him uncomfortable. I mean, you're not going to stop, Giannis, be honest. But uh, it's going to take the other guys hitting threes. And if, like, the other night against Miami, they start off shooting hot, well, you're going to lose by 50. And if they get cold, like they did in the second half of both those games, well, then you might win. I wonder if they're going to go full Mike Fratello tonight and just take the air out of the ball. <laughs> I
1: mean, With it's not
0: – Yeah. I mean, they did the last three years. They were last in pace. Yeah. That's what they do against good teams. And it's it's – Change with Luca, but yeah, I mean, ain't no Luca tonight. Ain't no Luca tonight. Yeah, I mean, you might as well, man. Yeah, just let's let's play slow. Let's hit fifteen threes and right. win one hundred two to one hundred one. I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, it would be great. On the other side of that, it's Boston, then it's at Philly, then it's at Toronto. That Toronto game Sunday at I think one p.m. Is that early, right? Early I know it's an afternoon game. One. Yeah. Uh, Hello, Europe. Uh, Hello, Latvia, Slovenia, Spain, Germany. There's a lot of. I think I got all the ones where. Oh, Serbia. I I
1: just realized some of my Slovenian friends that show up at various stops were here Saturday night and they got hurt. Well, that sucks. Yeah, it sucks for them. It was nice that they were there. Uh, yeah, it is. its is. Uh, they're two very nice people, and they had an extra producer with them this time. But my thought is that I think they're doing like an entertainment-style show. I don't think it's a sports show. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But I first met him last year on the uh, the trip where it was uh, Philly and Boston. Wasn't that that trip?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: um, I met him there, and they were kind of describing Luca back home. They were like, he's the biggest star we've ever had in Slovenia. Yeah. Implying
0: not just sports, just person. yeah. He's the biggest star ever. He's probably already like a top 10 name in basketball. And that's a global, I mean. Pretty crazy. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, Yeah, tough four-game stretch. That'll take us into the holidays. Hopefully Luke is back either right after or right before Christmas. We will see. Uh, skin, I guess parting shots before we get out of here. You got anything to say?
1: Uh, man, as we head into the holiday season, I'd just like to say we have all been very blessed with some great couple months of Dallas Mavericks basketball oh, yeah. to start this season. And, uh, you know, we'll miss Luca for a little bit here. And when he comes back, uh, very optimistic about what their playoff chances are, what maybe even hosting in the first round, some of those kinds of things. I think it's going to come down to either them or Houston. Uh, I think Denver's gonna get their act together and I think you're gonna have both LA teams and Denver, and then I think it's gonna come down to Dallas or Houston for that fourth. Utah's in fact, nipping you may, at, Utah's nipping at your heels a little bit. They're nipping
0: too. But uh
1: you may end up four or five Dallas-Houston first round. Hey,
0: I think that no matter how that no matter whether we're fourth or fifth, I think everybody in both cities would be more than okay with that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's time to make some enemies. Let's do it. We're at the stage now where it's time for other people. To hate us, yes, I'm and fine with for it. us to stop just eating each other,
1: man. You know what? If you knew that you were going to play Houston in the first round, wouldn't you be inclined to acquire a veteran defensive stopper that's won championships?
0: Just, just, I'm you're just a, saying, you're out here campaigning hard, man. I don't know what I'm just saying, you were campaigning hard, just throwing things out there. Well, we'll see. We don't got to wait long. Playoffs four months away, trade deadline two months away. Uh, Mavs basketball is nine hours away. From the time we're recording it, I'm already excited. I also have a lot of caffeine in me. Thank you, coffee. Yeah. Thank you, bed gear for the good night's sleep. Yes. Skin. It is numbers on the boards. We will be back next week. What do you think? Let's, uh, let's say we do it again.
1: Yeah, we'll be back next week. It's a holiday week. We'll make it happen. And by the time you see us, uh, make sure to hire us for your
0: wedding. Yes. At Valmaster. <laughs> at Valmaster on Twitter. Definitely a Twitter account. A All right. We'll see you later.